0: yo what's up y'all and welcome to the multi minute i'm reggie harris founder ceo and president of harris multi llc and i am here today to welcome you back to my podcast um you know hopefully you guys have uh, li- listened to the other episodes and have found some good and interesting topics that capture your attention through the multi Minute and this is a 30-minute podcast in which you talk about a variety of different subjects but today we're going to have a focus and today the focus is going to be just one subject on it and it's called the bounce back and it's going to focus on mental health and it's going to focus on how do we bounce back from adversity how do we bounce back from depression how do we bounce back from suicidal thoughts how do we bounce back from um things that hurt us pain um, things that have caused us to stumble and to set us back. And I'm calling this one the bounce back, the big bounce back. And so when we talk about bouncing back, there are a lot of factors, a lot of things that we can use to help us bounce back because there are going to be times in our lives. We may not ever go through depression. We may not ever go through su- suicidal thoughts. But there are going to be times where failure, disappointment, sadness, stumbling blocks, different things going to come in front of us in which we're going to be in some major trouble. And we can either, either step up or fold. And we have a choice in the matter. At times. Now, at times we don't have a choice in the matter. So this is going to be A podcast here for the ones that don't have a choice that have the strength to make those choices to go forward or the resources to go forward and also for the ones that don't have the strength or the resources to go forward and so i want to live in that duality of like just imagining because i've been in both situations myself where i've been in you know been where i didn't have the resources and i didn't have the um I will say the mental fortitude to reach out, to get that help, to find my way through. Um, also, I've been, you know, I had the resources and the ability to talk to people or to reach out and get those things that I needed in that situation there. But I want to start off here. And there's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six things that I'm going to go through that I want you guys to really you know, put into your heart, put in your soul, write them down. Um, maybe you record it, you know, like record those six things, but then come back and listen um after you finish this. But this is what has helped me helped others that have been in similar situations as myself. And I'm coming with the real. I'm not coming with somebody that is that's a millionaire or coming from the perspective of somebody that is um that is had a silver spoon in their mouth. Um coming from that poor Mississippi boy, Mississippi poor boy. That has dug it and got it from the mud. That have fought and has, um, you know, persevered. But also too, and that's not necessarily a bragging thing. But it's 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 a thing that I'm very very proud of. And I'm also proud of the people that have helped me along the way, and have removed the shame and the guilt that I had with being somebody that um <clears throat> that was that was going through those things and not knowing their way out and not knowing that it's okay to express those things. And, and there are people that grab me and pull me along the way. And we're going to talk a little bit about that too. But we want to talk about these six things here. Number one, we're going to break it down here. Number one is don't be afraid to feel in process. You got you can't be afraid to do that. And I know that was something I struggled with. And we're going to get into more detail as we go through it. But Um, Number two, seek help and encouragement. Encouragement is everything. Um, Number three, accept responsibility and ownership. You got to do that. No matter what we're going through, you got to accept responsibility and ownership of what you're going through. And there's a variety of different ways to accept that responsibility and ownership. And we're going to talk about that, too. Then next is fight and persevere you have to put some time the wheel over the field you gotta fight and persevere and that is very imperative if you want to if you want to overcome anything any obstacle any mental health crisis you have to want it and then next reframe you got to learn how to reframe reframing <clears throat> Is so important, especially when you have these thoughts in your head. You gotta learn how to reframe your thoughts. Because, you know, like there's an old song by the ghetto boys called My Mind Playing Tricks on Me. When your mind playing tricks on you, you got to learn how to proactively reframe. And then next, create optimistic energy. And there's a variety of different ways of doing that, but you have to create optimistic energy. That's what therefore it goes back to putting in the work there. You have to put yourself in situations. You have to do a variety of different things to do that. But once again, number one, feel and process. Number two, seek help and encouragement. Number three, accept responsibility and ownership. Number four, fight and persevere. Number five, reframe. And number six, create optimistic energy. I hope these six things will change your life. If you're struggling, get this out to a friend and let them know, hey, guess what? There is hope. You can do it. Work through these six steps. You do have to be patient, though. You do have to be patient with yourself. Number one, we're going to go back up to the top right here. and We're going to talk about feeling and processing. <clears throat> that was always a tough one. Now, I'm also a person that struggles with ADHD, so a lot of time I do process things a little bit different. I can become hyper-focused on something, come hyper-focused on an emotion or a feeling, uh, can become hyper-focused on a task or hyper-focused on a variety of different things. But I also have the other side, which is inattentiveness, so I have hyperactivity and inattentiveness. My inattentiveness is, is, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of a debilitator because what it does is if I go through something traumatic, painful, hurtful, I find something else to do. I don't pay attention to it. And I'll just joke, jump to something else. Okay, I need something else to get my attention. Or I go into some type of erratic behavior to cover the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the depression that I'm actually going through. Sometimes it led to hurting other people. Sometimes it also led to uh, doing things I didn't necessarily want to do, but I did it because, like, I just needed to get my mind off what was um, what was at that point at that point in time overtaking my mind, and so you know I created something else to do to take my mind off what was trying to overtake me, and so we have to understand that understand how you feel well understand yourself i put it like this and it took me a while to notice those things i didn't notice those things until i started going to therapy and my therapist brought up about the adhd and and how that can affect how i feel and how i process different emotions and also too you know my culture that i grew up in you know being a man a hyper masculine male kind of an alpha male myself um in which you know i grew up playing football and grew up in the country and you know you was your manhood was determined on how you overcome things and how you push through where that was your manhood your manhood was like yeah you can show emotion but you can't show emotion alone you know and 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 you got to bounce back and you got to fight you got to hit that thing hard That can be good. But also, too, it doesn't allow you to uh, it makes you bury things. And then when you bury things, it doesn't allow you to process and to grow and to try to gain an understanding of why you're feeling the way you feel. And then in moments of where you don't have nothing to do or moments of where you have triggers or things that have that come up in your life you get these behaviors and you get this grief and you get this pain and you get this depression and you're like, okay, this one small moment is causing all of this. And then you wonder where that's coming from, but it's coming from buried and pent up uh, past processes that you did not take the time to take care of within yourself and past feelings and past hurt and past trauma and past uh, disappointment, past failures. Uh, I'm really hard on myself. I always struggle with perfection. I've always struggled with wanting to succeed at everything that I do and also trying to be perfect in those things and also struggling with my struggles and trying to hide my struggles while appearing to be perfect. And that was always a depression trigger for me because anytime I didn't meet up to expectations or anytime somebody, you know, told me that I didn't meet those expectations, I really became defensive up towards myself. Um, I became defensive towards other people. And sometimes it was really hard for me to take constructive criticism because of that. And I felt like I had to defend myself all the time. And that came from that standard of protection uh, I mean, not protection, I'm sorry, um, that standard of perfection that I have for myself. And I always felt like, OK, you know, there's a reason why I didn't get perfect that time. And I need to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I got it. I got it. And then it would come across as me not receiving that constructive criticism because I would immediately become defensive. And because I always wanted that appearance of perfection because I didn't really because I always thought that people wouldn't like me if I wasn't perfect or, you know, or people wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't accept me if I wasn't, if I didn't have my stuff together. And I think that comes from not wanting to disappoint my family. And that was a self inflicted pain and trauma that I've always had because, you know, when you grow up poor and you grow up, you know, your main thing is. I want my family to be proud of me, and I want to change the situation for my family. And my mom and dad—they're phenomenal. They constantly tell you know tell us, me and my brothers, how proud of they how proud they are of us and different things like that. But I created this, and it was something that I had became obsessed with, and I didn't even know it at a very young age. And because I always had this obsession that I was gonna you know like take care of my family build this wonderful big huge house for my family and you know and and make it to the league and whatever it was and sports or whatever i was doing i was going to make it to the top and make all the money and uh, my family was going to be set for life and that was something that i've always you know took up on myself um it was a self-inflicted trigger of depression and so you know if you ever have one of those you get exactly where I'm coming from with that. And you could be doing great in life, but because you set those standards and set those things so high for yourself, you don't even give yourself grace. You don't even get, and it even messes with your decision-making. Like, I'll be honest, you know, it is affected relationships. And it has like, I've had these unreal expectation of women in my life. And because, you know, I wanted the perfect wife. And then I also realized, too, when I wasn't a perfect person towards them and they brought that stuff out, that hurt me because then I had to go back to the drawing board. So it was like all of those things, you know, I never had a chance to feel and process and work through. And I and that started at a young age. Yes, I have a very high IQ and. The ADHD with the high IQ is a superpower, but it's also can be something that can cause some internal depression if you're not careful. But I wasn't aware of all those things until my 30s. And I've been working my way through all of those things for the past few years. And so, you know, going back to that whole part of feeling and process, don't be afraid to omit how we feel and how things make us feel. Process it, find out the why. And I told y'all my whys, you know, and I wanted to use that as an example to tell y'all my whys, because in order to process something, you have to figure out the whys internally. I had to figure out that it wasn't the other people, it was things within me. You know, and, and sometimes I would project things that I went through in the past or actions. Uh, that, you know, I've been hurt by in the past on other people that were similar to those people or similar to those circumstances or scenarios and would project that out. And so you got to balance feelings with logic with that. And that's what I mean. Feel process process. Part of it is the logic part. So the logic part of it is, is that's the why. And you have to figure that out and you get, you know, Get help to do that. And that leads me to number two, seek help and encouragement. In order to find out and to process, you have to seek help. You have to ask and be ready to hear hard things. And you also have to be around people that's willing to allow you to talk and not allow you to hear yourself say things. And you're like, oh, wow. Oh, this. Oh, man, I was really thinking that way. Sometimes you don't even what's in your head. When you hear yourself say it, you like, damn, like, yes, this is what happened. Damn, yeah, hmm. okay, yeah, I was messed up in the head, right? I had a totally different perception. This is not the way it is. Woof. Let's whew. let's let's get this stuff together here. And sometimes you'll find your own solution through talking things out, through being honest, being honest with yourself, looking in the mirror talking positive affirmations. You know, a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth with social media. I don't. I love social media. You want to know why? I draw a lot of encouragement from a lot of wise people on there. You know why I do that? It's because I look for that. I look for funny stuff. I look for stuff to laugh at. I look for stuff to, to lift my spirits. And it all depends on what you do. And it also depends on your circle, who you follow. You know, so like, yeah, sometimes I follow some trash, you know, and you know who doesn't. But you know, we we all have that little side where we, you know, have some trashy social media or trashy shows or something we watch for entertainment purposes. But there's just as much good going on in the world as there is bad and negativity. Yes, the bad and the negativity is hard, and it's hard to process because I'm I'm a universal thinker too. Sometimes I get depressed over certain triggers and. Certain things that are going on in the universe, in the world, that I know directly can affect me and affect people like me, or affect people that are close to me, and that can be burdensome and weigh you down, along with going through your regular life of disappointments, failures, etc. Yourself, and then next thing you know, you're down this tunnel, spiraling out of control of hurt and pain, depression and sadness. But I try to get some encouragement. I try to go and reach and get that encouragement. I try to talk to people that can pour into my life and I pour into their life. Um, And also encourage yourself. There's a gospel song that talks about encouraging yourself. Look in the mirror. Get into like I love yoga because yoga is about positive affirmations and it's about your flow. It is not about comparing. I always tell my, my practitioners when I'm teaching class, I tell yoga is a journey. It is not a journey to perfection. Yeah, you feel me? It is not a journey to perfection. It is a journey of your own individual flow that allows you to connect within oneself, your mind, your body, your spirit, everything, and connect those things together. It's a process. Yoga is not perfection. And I think that's the way life, we have to approach that. And we have to draw encouragement from others, give others encouragement. Sometimes the best way, and I'm gonna give you a secret, is to tell other people what's good in them. When you see the good in other people and you encourage and you lift up, you say positive things to other people, you'll be surprised how the universe and how, you know, what you reap, I mean, what you sow and, what you're putting in the ground, comes back to you it will it may not come tomorrow and it may it may come down the road especially when you need it but you start encouraging other people you start seeing the good in other people it'll do something to your emotions because if you start looking for good you'll find good the next thing and that's where this encouragement ties into responsibility you have to accept responsibility and ownership like i confessed and talked about things. I had to own the hard things about me. I had to own my sporadic behavior. I had to own my inconsistent behavior. I had to own how I get into my own head. I had to own a lot of different of my things that I, that I fail at. And a lot of things that I, you know, things, triggers that lead to my depression, the thoughts that I have, you know, um, and I'm going to share this right here. Ownership. You know, I'm a gun carrying individual. You know, I, I love, you know, I, I believe in that and I believe you need that for protection. But when I started having suicidal thoughts, I got rid of my gun. Yes, I did. Sometimes you have to take ownership. And and it was like in your head, like, Reggie, whoa, I can't believe somebody as joyous as you had those types of thoughts and with you're raising like you you're like yeah it happens man and it can happen to the best of us you know um just like the dj that was on the ellen show he had that big gregarious loving personality loved his family great man everybody's like his energy his this is that it can happen robin williams anthony bourdon like all of these people That were joyous people. It sneaks up on you. But you have to learn how to have ownership. And you have to learn how to put things in place and processes in place to help you grow, to help you heal. You got to put yourself, you know, you got to take those vacations. You got to know when to say when. You got to know when to grow. You got to know when, and that's my next one coming up, to Fight and persevere. You got to know when to fight and persevere. You got to know when to fold them too, And that kind of go hand in hand. Sometimes you got to fight. And I've come to learn, there have been moments I regret that I didn't fight for certain things. Um, and sometimes that has led to triggers of me overfighting for things. And I make mistakes when I become anxious and I overfight for things. And I make a lot of mistakes and I had to accept that responsibility too. But at the same time, I've had to learn to put my wheel over my field sometimes consistently. And I had to learn to fight for myself most of all, to fight for my mental health, to fight for what I knew was right, to fight for growth, to fight within myself to tell myself, Reggie, don't take this person. Take this as an opportunity. Take this as a new opportunity. Take this as a way to make yourself into a higher level being. Because I'm gonna get to a little quote and stuff later that are gonna make this make sense right here. And well, I'm gonna go ahead on and do that now. Let's go. So I want to talk about something that Tyler Perry said and and, and Steve Harvey, both guys were homeless. Like everybody look at Tyler Perry and look at Steve Harvey, things that they've accomplished. These guys have shared how they was homeless, down on their their luck and everything. And Tyler Perry, he talked about it, man. He would pray every morning that he would die. Pray every morning that he would die. And he said the thing that gave him hope was seeing the small things. He said every day, he, it was small victories in his life that kept him going. That's what we got to fight. We got to look for those small victories. We got to fight for the small victories. And that's what we got to persevere. He said every day he found something. And one thing that I had to learn and I came up with this quote and I said, I can't allow the lack of perfection and comparison to steal the small joys in life. So catch that again comparison and the perfection stole my joy of those small things. everybody's small things are different but people that like people that love me I always go back and grab that I always go back and my mom my dad telling me they proud of me. I ain't going to that. My grandma, the memories of my grandma, when my mom then would say, you know, reason why I'm an affectionate person, I, I kind of got it now because they said my grandma used to always hold me all the time, pick up my face all the time, make sure that I was clean cut and, you know, always, you know, you know, just, just always picking at me and always holding me when I was a little baby. And <laughs> that's why I always like to be touched, I guess. You know, and that's one of the things I'm like, oh, my grandma, she loved me that much. I got to fight for her. I got to fight for that legacy. And then next, so with that fight, that fight leads to reframing. You have to reframe things. We talk about reframing. No means new opportunity. No means try harder. No means lesson. Pain means less adjust and pivot. Hurt means there's a lesson in the hurt. Rejection is sometimes protection. Refrain. Refrain. Maybe what somebody is telling you, maybe somebody in your life, maybe something that triggers you is not bad. Maybe it's actually good for you. Maybe, just maybe, you're healing. Just maybe you need to face the things that trigger you. Let me figure this out. Let me walk into this. Oh, yeah, I'm uncomfortable with having a conversation with a lot of people, but I've been put in this opportunity or maybe I got to deal with somebody that was behavior was like somebody that hurt me or abused me. Okay, here's an opportunity to judge a person based on their complete actions and not make them into something that they're not because you don't want that to happen to you. Maybe it's an opportunity to grow in that way so that you learn how to provide empathy. Sometimes hurt and pain comes to show us empathy, to show us how to be more empathetic. And finally, before I end this, create optimistic energy. You have to do things to create positive energy. You are a creator of good things. See, so you have to tell yourself something like that. And that's a whole reframing because all of these things that I, that I said, all of the previous five lead to created optimistic energy because of the pain is hard now. If we can just get through the pain, the buy-in of the future, the buy-in of the future means that the future is going to be great. Maybe it's not even for you. Maybe it's for your kid. Maybe it's for your offspring. Maybe it's for your cousin. Maybe it's for if you could just pull through. If you don't make that decision that totally destroy your life, if you don't go back to that Thing that you know, maybe that that crutch, that alcohol, that drug, or whatever it is that you know, and you get come obsessed with that. Maybe you say, "Okay, I'm gonna pull it back. I'm gonna feel this pain because if I can push through this pain, there's a future, optimistic, great energy that's gonna come from this." I'm gonna be able to help somebody. Like Tyler Perry said, he said if he never worked and processed and felt that pain, he would never have been able to give millions and millions of people. Y'all seen how many careers Tyler Perry and picked up and lived up. You've seen what Steve Harvey has done. That's why they're so inspirational because they've been homeless. They talking about bathing out of hotels and sneaking into hotels to take a bath and living out of cars. They was at their world's worst wishing they weren't born. And y'all see these big personalities that, that, that make people laugh and that love people and do all these great things. But the pain that they had to go through and they bought into because they knew somehow, some way, that next decision, that next opportunity is gonna be there. And if you're dealing with other people perception of you and that hurting you i want to tell you this you got like mike tyson said he said you got to want to be up more than people want you to be down Woo! that was powerful and i want to bring that even to yourself you got to want in your mind regardless of how much your mind play tricks on you you got to want to be positive more than your brain wants to be negative you gotta work, you gotta put in those six things. Put in the six, baby. Feel and process, seek help and encouragement, accept responsibility, fight, persevere, reframe, and create optimistic energy.